If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo. And today I want to talk to you about the word control. What does control mean? According to the dictionary, control is the ability to exercise restraining or directing influence over, regulating, control one's anger, to have power over or rule. And I want to talk about control because a lot of times our stress stems from lack of control or the perception that we don't have control and we always have to be in control. And the reason I want to talk about this is um, I was at a workshop and I always tell my story about, you know, how I came to this work of stress management, emotional intelligence, uh, just really personal and professional development. And I always talk about my family. So my family, and I'm, I'm going to specifically say um, my nuclear family. So my mom, uh, my brothers, my sister. So we grew up in a household. Um, I came from a single mom. And, um, she always, um, I always felt like she needed to have control. And when that control wasn't there or she felt like she didn't have the control, things will definitely like escalate and, and think really short though, like, like really short fuse. And my sister's the same way. My brother's the same way. And for me, I can be the same way, but I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress, right? <laughs> But I talk about control because one thing that I do that has changed how I show up in the world is I understand that I don't have control. And today I want to talk to you about six ways that you can relinquish this idea of having control. Because at the end of the day, we don't have control. And one thing, if you take one thing away from this episode, I want you to take away that you cannot control people. Say it with me. 
I cannot control people. And people are our number one stressors. But you have to understand that you don't have control over people. You don't have control over things that are happening externally. You have control over you and how you react to things. And once I was able to come to terms with that, it really just shift my mindset on how I view things, how I show up in the world. Now, many things that happen, I used to fly off the handle. I used to have a very short fuse, very short fuse, but not anymore because I take a step back and say, I just can't, can't control that. That's not, that's not my fight. That That's not my issue, right? So I'm going to take a step back. And because I operate that way, you know, my community or my friends, they see a difference in me. But I have to say, I feel so much more relaxed having that mindset in life. And I think that contributes to a lot of my stress management is I just don't have control. And I have a four-year-old son, so I definitely know I don't have control. And, you know, he falls out, he has tantrums, and I just talk to him in a nice, calm voice. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But the way I was before, (laughs) I wouldn't have the capacity or patience for something like that. So um, control is something that I want you to think about if that's a cause of a lot of the stress or headaches in your life. Um, And if you feel like you need to be in control, where did that come from? And something I used to tell my husband uh, where my controlling uh, behavior comes from, and let let me be very clear, I am not cured. (laughs) I am not cured of uh, not being in control. I am still a work in progress, okay? So I will say that up front. There's nothing perfect over here, right? I'm still working on it. But I would tell my husband that the way I operate, um, you know, has a lot to do with, you know, my profession of being a nurse. Because um, everybody would say, oh, you're so serious, which I don't think I'm I'm that serious. I think I have, you know, a sense of humor and all that. Um, but people think I'm very serious. And that I don't laugh, but I do all of that. I think I'm very funny. But I always tell my husband that I think the way I operate in life has a lot to do with my profession as a nurse because, you know, as I talk about, nursing school was stressful. The nursing profession was stressful. So you had to be kind of on a straight and narrow, right? Everything was always serious in that setting. You were preparing, you're taking care of patients, you're trying to uh, make sure you're checking all the boxes. You're hanging all the IV fluids, you're giving meds on time, you're doing your assessments. So operating in that world for so long, I was very kind of like, you know, um, methodical, so to speak. Um, But I think that spills over into your your personal life. If that's the way you've operated for so long, um, how do you not come home and operate the same way? So I think that has a lot to do with um, how I, you know, present in the world in my personal life. And I would love to hear your take on that. Do you feel the same way? Do people say that, um, you know, you're very serious and, you know, you have to uh, be in control all the time? I would love to hear that, um, especially if you're a nurse. I want to know, do you... 
um, hear the same things that I hear as a nurse. But, uh, you know, we, we don't have control over everything. And I think the first step is understanding that uh, thinking we have control is causing a problem in our life. And, um, you know, I want to tell another story. So I, I met a woman. Um, I didn't get her name, but she's probably listening to this podcast. But I was at a seminar and her biggest stressor was her daughter, who is a college student. And uh, this mom was stressed out because she said this, you know, child has to finish college. And she's so stressed out because she's trying to control her doing well, her going going to college, you know, being on the straight and narrow. And we had this, you know, really in-depth conversation about you really don't have control over your daughter. You can think you have control, but you truly don't have control over her. And the more you think you have control or you try to, um, you know, gain control, the more stressed out you're going to be because she's an adult, right? And you can only um, hang your hat on the fact that you raised her the right way. You can partner with her, but you can't ultimately control her destiny. And by the end of that, um, you know, that session, she said she wasn't stressed anymore because she realized that she had to let that go. And, you know, letting go of control can be really hard, but it, it definitely is possible. Um, and, you know, I always define stress as, um, you know, the world or, you know, someone or a situation is requiring something from us. And we have the perception that we don't have the resources or capacity to meet that need. So it becomes an imbalance. So when we think about control in that way, it's really a stressor that we are putting on ourselves because the world's happening. Like, you know, the woman I use the example, her daughter's in college, she's going to college, whether she's doing well or not, it's happening. And you're all wound up because you can't control what's happening, where you're really creating that imbalance between um, reality, right? And, and what you have set in your mind, it, the way things should be. So we have to learn how to relinquish control and understand, I'm going to say relinquish control of the things we don't have control over and realize we only have control of ourselves. So how do we respond to, um, you know, a loss of control? And I want to give you six things that you can, um, you can do. So the first step is to make a list of what you can control and what you can't control. And I like to um, say, write down your stresses first and, you know, look at them. Are, is this something I can control or something I can't control? Realistically, put it on paper, pen to paper. The second step is keep your plans open. So there's nothing wrong with being prepared. Uh, planning for every possible outcome is impossible, though. You're going to drive yourself crazy. So keep an open mind. Keep your plans open, right? And the next one is don't be invested to the result. So you always like people always say, uh, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's the journey of life. It's the journey of life. So, you know, the relationship, the, the conversations that we're having, the things we're engaging in. So really enjoying 
the journey and not being invested with the results. So the woman um, I talked about in this episode, you know, not being too invested in the result that your daughter is going to graduate, right? But but really the journey of, of how do you partner with her on that journey of higher education. The next one is embrace change or at least accept it. So things will change. That is something that is guaranteed. But as things change and shift, how does it impact us? So if we can understand that things and people will definitely change and shift, um, embrace that because we already know it's going to happen. And I always say, if you know that's half of the battle. So if you can embrace that, um, that change and, and accept it, you're, you're well on your way. The next one is strive for personal development. So if you know you're a person who needs to have control and it's causing you a lot of stress, commit to personally developing yourself in terms of managing your stress or relinquishing control. And that personal development can be um, getting a mentor, getting a coach, getting an accountability partner who can help you get from where you are to where you want to be. So that's important, but you have to commit to that. And one thing I'll say about personal development, as adults, you know, I think we, and maybe not all of us, right, but some of us, many of us really rely on our employer to um, provide us with opportunities for development, more so personal, I mean, not more so professional development, but personal development is is really, it, it's personal. So it's okay to invest in personal development that's going to make you a better person. And that's one thing I, you know, tell clients um, because I do a lot of work with healthcare institutions um, with all of their staff. So not just nurses or um, doctors, but usually all of staff. And we'll talk about that in a later episode. But the, the, what I, how I pitch it is that this is personal development. So what you learn here is going to help you in your life, not just at work or help you manage workplace stress. So personal development, it's about you. It's about you developing into the person you want to be and showing up, showing up in the world the way you want to be seen. So it's about you. So it's okay to invest your time and your money if necessary in developing yourself. And the last tip here is be present be present. There's, you know, no point in thinking about the past uh, that ha- already happened, right? You can't go back and change it. Of course, you can learn from it, but dwelling on the past is not going to help anyone. And dwelling on the future, which hasn't already happened, <laughs> isn't going to help anyone. So really being present is important. And something I talk about is how do we shift our power and energy So are we giving our energy and our power away to stressors that we can't really impact? So it's about regaining or retaining your power for yourself so you can make the necessary shifts in your life that will shape your life into the way you want it to be. So I'll leave you with this. Where does your power lie? Have you handed your power over to something you cannot control? Where does your power and energy lie? Where does it lie and where do you want it to lie? 
How can you retain or regain that power for yourself? So until next time, take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.